Hey, y'all, this is Mallory Irvin, and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best, and that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. All right, listeners, you, oh, you are in for a real treat today because I have my friend, I'm so glad I can call you a friend now, Rachel Macy Stafford here today to spread some wisdom in what is just, it's a really trying time right now for a lot of people. And you guys have heard Rachel on a podcast before. Rachel is the founder of Hands Free Mama. Hands Free Mama is the revolution that I've been sharing with you guys. I was changed after I read her book, Hands Free Mama, Hands Free Life. It's a movement to let go of all distractions in our lives and practice acceptance and love and just transform us as parents. It it transformed me as a parent. And she has a book coming out in a few weeks that I was just talking to her off the podcast. It's called Live Love Now. And man, is it perfect for our times. It's it's speaking to where we are right now. And it's talking about embracing new roles as guides for our children. And, you know, I reached out to, to Rachel this week and I said, I think we need to do a podcast because what is happening in the world with everyone being at home with their families, she can be a real leader to all of us and help us to maximize this time with our families and really make the most of it. Because there may not be another time like this in our lives where we're at home with our families. And I think Rachel can be such a tool to help us to maximize on that. And to speak to that, she always calls herself a flawed but loving mother and talks (laughs) about just the places that we fall short and how that's okay and how we can make little changes to make huge impacts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in in thinking about all this, I, I thought, Rachel, we can really make big impacts in our children's lives, I think with this time that we have at home with them. Mm -hmm. So I want to offer this as a tool today for my listeners. And I welcome my friend, Rachel of the hands-free mama revolution. Oh, (laughs) thank you, Mallory. I love that we get to spend this time together. And I just, I just want people to know that this space that we're going to come together right now, there are no expectations. We are, inundated right now with how we should be handling this. And I just want to tell you right now that what Mallory and I are going to talk about are things that can help and support us during this time. But there, there is no right or wrong way to love each other, to love our children through this time and know that you are the expert of your child and what your child needs. And it is so hard when we are hearing We should have this type of schedule. We should be doing X, Y, Z every day, but that is not what what you're going to hear here. You're going to hear some things that are going to resonate with you. And you're going to say, I think I can try that. You're going to hear some things that say, no way, can't do that right now. Mm -hmm. That's okay. So I just want, I just want you to take what resonates, let go of what doesn't, and just know for the next 30 minutes. We're just going to be in a, in a, in a gathering together because we can't get through this unless we do it together and we support each other. And that's why I'm so honored and blessed that Mallory asked me to do this because I do have some things to share. Like she said, small changes, small actions that you can make that will begin to ripple into other areas of your lives and provide that safety and comfort our kids need now. Yeah. And I've seen it, Rachel. I just, I, I have a lot of people on my podcast that give a lot of amazing tools and your tools are ones that I have really and truly deeply implemented in my own life and have made, you talk ripples. I see tidal waves in my life. Mm. And it really, it 
it's changed. It's changed the way that I parent. It's changed the way a lot of my followers and my listeners parent. It's changed the way I even connect. Even if you're listening to this and you're not a parent, the hands-free life that you talk about connecting with other people, that's a very real thing that can be applied to a lot of different relationships in our lives. Yes. Maybe we're, we're talking more about children today, but if you're in the house with, with your parents and you're listening to this, or if you're in your house with the spouse or whatever, this can Mm -hmm. really apply. This is about connection. This is really something. And I I will say, so I want to start into part one, talking about one of the first strategy, but I just want to mention really quickly, because I'm so lucky to have my hands on the copy of live love now. And, and I started reading it and I I was reading the story about where your daughter, Natalie, she at night, because we're going to talk about like some bedtime rituals. So I want to open with this. You would lay down in bed and she would say, will you tell me the bad things that happen in the world? Yeah. And that gave me chills all over my body because here I am reading this and you wrote this book, not knowing what time this was going to release in. No. And wow. Like I got full body chills that that was the first story in the book because- I just thought, man, this, this book is supposed to come out now. Mm. It's supposed to come mm. out during these times. And we're going to talk today about, gosh, you had to navigate those waters with a child that wanted to know every night, yeah. tell me the bad things that happened in the world. And instead yeah. of protecting and saying, no, I'm just going to hide everything from her. And we're going to act like everything's normal. You leaned into that mm-hmm. and you became that parent that learned how to navigate those waters. So yeah. Today, you're helping us navigate these waters that we're in today, and we've got a lot of different tools, so we'll go ahead and jump in. And so I love what you just started out and said. You said you're seeing all of these schedules, and it's stressful. Hey, parents are trying to homeschool and trying to (laughs) keep order in their houses, and they're not teachers. Everyone's like, teachers should make a billion dollars a year because they're realizing (laughs) this is hard. Yes. So your first thing that you mentioned is this, you know, the strategy that supports you and your family during this stressful, chaotic time. You talk about routine. So yes. tell me a little bit about how there's some comfort in the predictability, but how we don't need to be super strict about it. Help right. Us as a tool. Yes. So it's, it's just really known among lots of researchers and child experts that a routine, some predictability with each day gives a sense of comfort and stability. Now, how far you take that is up to you, but I would encourage people to just be really open to allowing there to be space in the day for breathing room. I love having breathing room that we don't have to say, kids, these past two hours, we were supposed to have all of this done. We're not done, you know, and having, having it be stressful yes. because really their emotional well-being right now takes precedence over their academic strives. Oh, okay. So, yes. So think about your job right now is to create this, really this safe haven, this refuge where they see you trying. Okay. I like to say the trying matters more than the knowing. We don't know how this is going to turn out. We don't know how long we're going to be in the situation, but we're showing up. We're telling our kids, you know, we're here. I'm here. I'm here with you. And I know that this is not easy. And, you know, my kids are older, 13 and 16. So it goes a long way with them to say, I know this is hard and I'm learning right along with you. But with the younger children, they need to say, okay, look, mom said these are the three things we're going to do today, but there's also going to be things that we can do that are going to be fun. And we're going to have this time because the other thing is a lot of parents are trying to work during this. You know, you're trying to manage your job, teach your children you know, and do all the other things that you do. So this is, this is a good time for our kids to see mom has a job. Dad has a job. I have a job. And when you say to your child, you have a job and this is what your job is right now. And it can be even a 10 minute job if they're little, you know, but say, this is what you need to do right now, because I need to get this done. 
Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, and I like it when you say, you wrote this like in the notes, when you give a kid a list, you offer belief in their capabilities. That yeah. is profound because you think, oh, you know, they're not going to do it as well. I'll just do it later. Like just sit here and watch mm-hmm. TV or sit here and play with this, or I'm going to set this up, but let them help you do a job. I love it. How you related to, we're showing you mom and dad's job. Here is your job and you're yeah. offering, but you believe in them. I believe that you can do this. Yes. I well, and Avery was four years old when, <laughs> when I handed her her first list How did that go? because I was like, all right, every morning it's taking her 20 minutes because she's, she's a noticer. I call her a noticer. She stops, she smells the roses. It's a beautiful thing. But when you're trying to get out the door, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. And so one morning I was like, all right, it's not working for me to nag and hound her. So I'm, I made this very basic little note, a sticky note. It had a picture of a shoe, a picture of a water bottle, and I think a picture of her lunch or something. And I put a little box and said, when you put your shoes on, check the the box. What a good idea. When you do this, check the box. And then I had a little sand timer so she could see. And that child had never gotten ready so fast (laughs) in her life. But that list. It, and this is the the neat thing about being able to talk about this now. My girls are 13 and 16. We embraced the list, okay? Because yeah. I'm a special education teacher. This is what helps my kids accomplish their goals. My kids then, they got the list. But the list has evolved. The girls have taken the list that was on this little post-it note, and, it, and they make their own list. They yeah. make their own schedules. They make flyers, recipes, they write songs. Like what you said, Mallory, is like when you are telling your child, here's what I believe you can do. These are the things that I want you to to see done today. Then the sky's the limit that with that belief. And it's so good to involve them with my special ed kids. I would never just say, here's your goals. I would say, what are your goals? What, how do you want to use this time? Because think about that, Mallory, when you are told what to do, are you as invested as when someone says, Mallory, give me your ideas. How do you see this time working out? Then you can, can think of all the possibilities and you can go on whatever path motivates you. Absolutely. And that's a way of learning in itself because that's teaching children, I feel like emotional intelligence. Like, let me think about what I want to do and what I feel like I'm good at. And I like where you write about, like, talk about the power of the post-it note. That's a powerful thing that you can do really simply. And that reminds me another really simple thing that you talk about that I have done in my own life that you talk about would be great during these times, the 10 minute hands-free rituals. So Mm -hmm. I like how you call them family contributions versus mm-hmm. family chores. And I think you said that was one of your friends. That was the, her phrase. Yes. Amy McCready. Amy. Yeah. Amy McCready. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's emphasizing, you say that we're in this together. You're contributing yes. to the family that you're a part yes. of. Yes. And I really yes. like that. Reframing things for children, I feel like oh. it's so huge. It's, it's yes. And, and it makes them feel like I'm, I'm a part of something important here. I'm helping my family during this time. And, and yes, we're not going to get an enthusiastic response. You know, that's happening a lot in my house. It's like, okay, dishwasher time, you know, but we, I keep saying we're in this together. And the more that we all pitch in, the smoother this is going to go, you know, but yes, calling them contributions rather than chores just kind of changes things. And again, get the kids on board. What is your skill? What are you super good at that you could do in our house that would help mom and dad right now? Mm -hmm. Getting that buy-in by asking my friend, Katie Hurley is a psychologist and she talks about parenting being 20% 20% talking and 80% listening. And that's wow. huge if you think about it that way. It's really huge. Yeah. It's, but if you think about, gosh, I need to just shut my mouth and, and ask and listen and lean in. It allows the child to then share, like, what are their strengths? And then they can show you, and then you can 
then you can hone in on that. So instead of instead of griping because they haven't done the list that you set out for them, you can say, look what, look at what your schedule that you decided you were going to do today and look how you're owning it. I love that. Yeah. And you know, I feel when I get stressed and when things are uncertain and unknown, I talk, I talk more. So I think that maybe a lot of parents are doing that there. You do this and you do this and I'm busy and this is what's going on. And I don't know how to do this, but if you could step back and do that and listen more. And I think something that can really help is the 10 minute Yes. You talk about. Well, and that is sometimes when our kids are really acting unbecoming and they're, (laughs) they're, 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 they're really asking for attention. They're really asking for some comfort. And sometimes when you, if you just take that 10 minutes and it might not be when it's convenient, but you take that 10 minutes. And when my kids were little, I gave it, I gave it the name. I said, This is hands-free time. This means I'm putting away my phone. I'm putting away my to-do list. I'm putting away my computer. This is our time. How would you like to use it? And if you are willing to just give that 10 minutes, which sometimes it ends up being longer because it's not just beneficial for them. It's beneficial for us to step away. But if you give them that time, you will be surprised at how that kind of sustains them. So then you can go get a chunk of, of work done. You, you've had that 10 minutes. And, and I like having these 10 minute increments as rituals so that your children can begin to count on them. You can say, you know what? We're going to have hands-free time every morning. We're going to meet here for breakfast. I'm not going to have the news on. I'm not going to have my computer open. And for older kids, I, I, I ask you not to bring your phone. This is our 10 minutes sheltered from the world, sheltered from the noise. And teenagers are sometimes resistant mm-hmm. to this idea of being cut off, but they also kind of relish an excuse to say, all right, well, my mom and dad said, we're going to take, this is our time. And when you tell them this is important because I want to spend time with you. There's just no words that are as affirming as I want to spend time with you. And I don't care how old they are, how young they are. They want to hear that. Yes. And I feel too, anyone that's listening to this, this applies to. So I, when I first came across your content, I started applying it with my children first because I started with hands-free mama, but Mm -hmm. I then started applying it in my relationship. So I feel like a lot of people, if they're in their house with their spouse, they can really oh, apply yeah. there too. Saying, hey, can we have this time? Yes. Wherever you choose your time is to be hands-free. And you say a lot of connection and peace can be generated in 10 minutes. And I've, oh, I've seen it in my own life. It's really true. And you, you'll feel your own tension, your own stress. It's like when you push away what is urgent, you're left with what truly matters. Yes. And you don't see that when you're going 100 miles an hour, you have all these things, but you push it away and then you can see, okay, guess what? All that stuff doesn't matter as much as I thought it did. This contact, this eye eye contact, this heart to heart moment. This is what matters. This is what's going to keep us going, Mallory. We have to think about how are we in this for the long run? And it's those moments of connection and peace and joy. That's what's going to sustain us. Yes. And you talk about, so maybe if this is someone that's like, what the heck? I've never done this before. How do I stop this? How do I just put my phone down? Or someone that's working from home like we've already discussed. How can I put my computer down? I have to work. I have a full-time job now that I'm doing from home. So you say carve out these, make them them in your schedule. First thing in the morning, mealtimes, caring for pets, when riding in a car, when exercising together, bedtime. That's one of the, yes. those are all options, but yes. bedtime, I like it when you talk about the bedtime one and I've implemented this, this one in my own life. Yes. If you can only pick one time to be hands-free during the day, 
I strongly urge you to, to try bedtime. I feel like I would not have the relationship with my daughters, my teenagers that I have today, if we had not done this regular hands-free bedtime for over the past wow. 15 years. Wow. So you make the choice, you make the commitment, you say, I'm not carrying my phone in with me into this bedroom. I am doing this for myself. I'm doing this for my family, my child. And like Mallory said, maybe you're going into the bedroom with your spouse and you say, I'm not bringing the phone in. This is our time. And my daughter, Natalie, as, as you mentioned earlier, she wanted to know what bad things were happening in the world. That was her question from age four. And, and I decided to be honest with her and give her truth that she could understand. But she started calling it talk time. Mom, can we have talk time? And it became that chance for us to connect with each other and talk about stuff that really was on her heart. And a little bit more into my hands-free journey, I started something at bedtime called the heartbeat check. Yes, I love that. And this is, again, something that works for everybody, not just kids. There is nothing more calming and soothing than the sound of the human heart. Mm -hmm. And I asked my daughters, can I listen to your heartbeat? I had read an article that said we are really starving for physical touch. And I thought, well, how can I get more physical touch into our day? And so it's important to ask because that's not going to be comfortable for everyone. But I would ask them, can I listen to your heart? And it was so cute because so Avery is my noticer. She's my musician. And I would listen to her heart and I would say, this is what it sounds like. Bum, 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 bum. And she was, she would say things like, wow, it sounds like a Nicki Minaj song, you know, and we would end up laughing. And then with Natalie, who was a more serious and older, I would say, your heart is so strong. I think it's because of all those laps you swam in the pool today. And it's like, they love hearing these little stories. Like my mom noticed what I was doing today. And it reflected in that heartbeat right. check. Yes, that's that's amazing. I, I love that. And, you know, it seems like such a simple thing. And when I started reading, I thought, this is so simple. Like, you know, how is it going to impact my entire life as a parent with my children? And I started doing it. And it impacts, I feel, your entire life as a parent with your children. It's that powerful. Well, and Mallory, just I just can't really wait to talk to you in 10 years when you've been doing this as a practice yeah. because this week, as we all know, has been really scary and hard. And my 16 year old, she couldn't sleep. And I went in and we had our, our ritual was in place and I listened to her heart and I said, let's just, Think about every part of our body just relaxing and being held in this moment. Let's start with our feet. Let's go to our knees. And I could be there with her in that moment of pain and, and uncertainty because of the ritual that we had built. She's 16 years old. And I know that there's not every 16-year-old is allowing a parent to come into the pain That's and be there. Yes. That is why I just, I just share this to anyone who will listen. Just, it's not too late to start. It's not too early to start. 10 minutes. It's the foundation of so many beautiful healing and comforting things that they're going to face in their lives. And, you know, something I think that we face as parents is a lot of guilt, a lot yes. of parents have guilt, especially during this time, I think. Parents that are having to work from home, I'm sure now they're probably experiencing guilt deeper than they've ever felt it. Because here now, they're ch maybe they feel guilt when they're out of the house, but they're able to distract themselves with work and different things. Yes. Here they are in the home with their children who are probably begging for their attention. And they're yeah. not able to give it to them. They have a job yes. or, or maybe it's a parent that's a stay-at-home parent that's just totally 
emotionally distraught over what's happening. Maybe they have a relative right. the medical field or they have an elderly relative or whatever yes. it is. And they feel guilty that they distracted themselves all day. They didn't pay attention to their children. They were doing whatever it was in front of their child. And you talk about how these rituals, they help alleviate that guilt for you or that yes. for you. And I, I feel that too. So if I feel like I didn't do something right, or I wish I'd done something better during the day, those end of the day moments, they help let that go. And I love how you talk about that too, because we're going to feel that during these times. Absolutely. And I think we put a lot of pressure and we have some really ridiculous expectations that we put on ourselves. And a lot of it comes from comparing what other people are doing or what we think we should be doing. But our kids are really resilient and they are strong and they can and can do a lot when we say, you know what? I was really busy today. I was really overwhelmed, but I'm so glad that we're here in this bed having this time. And I can tell you, I was, I was short with you today and tomorrow, this is what I'm going to try to do differently. And, or I didn't, I didn't have as much time to spend with you today. And I'm, I'm sorry about that. And let's make a plan for this weekend. You know, so it's so good to just be able to be open with your kids and show them what it looks like to be human. Because I guarantee you, the parents that are saying, I'm sorry, I messed up, are going to have kids that can say, I'm sorry, I mess up. And and look, I I can just get back up. Because what's happening in our modern world is a lot of kids are being raised to think they can't make mistakes. And when they do make a mistake, they think I'm a failure, not I failed, it's I'm a failure. But when you decide perfect parenting is not required to raise resilient kids, you empower them with this idea that we can stumble, we can fall, and we can say, I'm going to own it. I'm going to, I'm going to, make a new plan from what just happened and I'm going to carry on. And that could be the best gift that you give them right now in this moment. It's not about the academics. It's about how do you persevere when life has just turned upside down and you don't know what, what tomorrow's going to bring, but you know, we have love and we have each other and we are carving out this 10 minutes to come together that could be the greatest gift that you give your child for the rest of their life. Wow. That could be the greatest gift that you give your child for the rest of your life, for the rest of their life. That is powerful. And I believe that with my whole entire being. And isn't it funny, Rachel, that here we are slaving away, working constantly to provide for them things that we think are the most yes. give them in their entire lives. Yes. It's just this. When it's just, if you are living in a tiny apartment in some town, just as a single parent, raising three kids on your own, and you feel like I can't give them all these things, you can give them the most powerful and most important thing. If you're a high level CEO, if you're a doctor right now in the midst of all of this crisis and you think, oh my gosh, I can't give one more ounce. All you, all you have to give is 10 minutes and it's the most yeah. powerful thing. Yes. That's why I think your work is so revolutionary. It is so simple, but it is so powerful. And, you know, before we move on to the, cause we've got 20 minutes left in this podcast, a, a little bit less. And I want to get to, you know, two more sections, but I want to mention really quickly because I think this is one more ritual that can help tethering yourself. So mm. in this world where it feels like everything's just it's all online. It's intangible. You talk about tethering yourself yes. in this online world. You say it is vitally important to tether ourselves to real people, real scenery, real conversations, to yoga mats, spatulas, brooms, mops, cameras, paintbrushes. What do we want our children to remember us holding in our hands? What do we want our children to remember holding in our hands? How powerful is that? And this may be the only time that some people see their parents all day, every day in their homes. So that's why I was like, we've got to do this podcast so that people can make the most of this time. And I understand that people have to do, there's going to be computers and phones and things that we are going to have to have 
in our day-to-day as we make it through this. But if we can tether ourselves to real conversations, and here we are, we're tethered to real people because, hey, we're in the same house. We are together now. So I think that's really powerful. And I think that that's something that we can really apply during this time. Yes. And it's, it's so interesting before we started recording, Mallory and I were talking about my book that's coming out in a few weeks, Live Love Now. And tethering yourself is such an important part of that book. And it was inspired when my father-in-law was dying of cancer and we had gone to spend the weekend with him, not knowing that was going to be his last weekend on earth. But we spent that entire weekend just surrounding his bed, going through keepsakes, talking about memories, talking about our hopes and our dreams. And he would always grab my hand. He was so weak and he was in such pain, but he would grab my hand so tightly. And I felt like he was saying, tether yourself to what matters, Rachel, because in the end, the only things that are going to matter are the relationships, the memories, and the love that remains. And now here we are facing this situation where we are having to tether ourselves to what really matters. What really matters is coming so clear. And, you know, we, we, we spend so much of our days busy, 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 drifting, drifting, drifting. And here we are this chance to tether ourselves to what matters. Yes. And I, I actually was thinking about tethering yourself and how it applied to my teenagers when they go into the online world. And so, and now it's, it's even magnified by the reality of the world right now and how we are in this situation in our homes where we can choose what are we going to hold in our hands throughout the day. And it is, it's amazing how I'm watching my daughters, they're gravitating toward their, their, their guitar, cooking, the yoga, doing the yoga, doing the running. And so I know, because I always wondered like, well, what's it going to be? They're being raised by someone who's really trying to have these hands-free increments. Is it going to matter? And yes, they're able to see that real life happens when you let go of the screens, when you put down the computer, when you, when you turn away from that distraction and you, and you fuel your soul. Like that is the only way we can truly fuel our souls. And so I hope and pray that this is a time that since we don't have to go anywhere, we don't, we don't have a, a crazy routine that we're trying to stick to. We can say, this is a good time to tether ourselves to real things. Yes. And something that you talk about and you briefly mentioned and I think we can just briefly mention it because I actually talk about it a lot. So you talk about your family narrative and here you are in your homes with your family. And I think that this can be a really beautiful time to talk about the things that your family's made it through. What is your family's story? You know, maybe that's your 10 minutes at night. You could talk about that. So I come from a family that we used to meet quarterly. I'm the oldest of 23 first cousins. We all grew up on the same farm in Kentucky. We have a really powerful family narrative and we come together, intentionally come together and tell our family story. We used to do it four times a year. We have these activities Mm. around it. We film videos around it. We document it. This is something that's been so ingrained in my life and I've seen how amazingly powerful it is. So I love it that you mentioned that. Is that, if that's in a new book also? Yes. Yeah. It it. it is. I was reading, I was doing some research for it, and I came across this sentence that just really spoke to me, and I'm going to read it. It's by Bruce Feiler. The single most important thing you can do for your family may be the simplest of all. Develop a strong family narrative. Create, refine, and retell the story of your family's positive moments and your ability to bounce back from the difficult ones. That act alone may increase the odds that your family will thrive for many generations to come. I believe. I mean, I see it in my own family. Yes. Yeah. And to share 
that's one of the things I also delve into in the book is we don't have to hide our struggles to with our kids. Yes, there's a time and a place. And yes, we might take a different approach with some kids than others. But sharing your struggles and saying, back in the ninth grade, this, this happened to me and I thought the world was ending, but I survived. And so that, that offers them a chance to say, I'm really scared right now, mom. And I'm really scared, dad. And to say, this is a time, this is becoming part of our story. Yes. This is our story of resilience. Yes. And this is how we're coping. And to show your kids how are you coping with your stress? You know, a lot of us, I, I see lots of friends now outside. They're walking. Everybody's out walking. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's like, all right, we're co- this is how we're coping. It, it's easy to numb pain. It's easy to distract ourselves from the pain. Oh, it's yeah. easy to just push it away. But we want to show our kids how do we cope? What are, what are some mindfulness techniques that we are using? And I learned even one minute of meditation, which is basically closing your eyes and focusing on your own breath. One minute can drastically reduce the, the emotional turmoil that you are experiencing. And I got my daughters into the habit of, you know, picking up a token, holding it in their hands. And just listening to the sound of their own breath, letting their heart be their guide. You have such a gift at simplifying things that empowers people to do them. And I think when a lot of people hear self-care, meditation, all this stuff, they think I've got to buy an app for $59.99. I've got something like this. And which finger do I push to the other finger? Like you just said, it's simply one minute of breathing. Grab a coin, grab a token, or just breathe one minute. And you can, you can do it standing in line. Literally it, it's, it's, we can it, do that. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so powerful when you really break things down and you don't think I don't have to overhaul my life. Yes. I just need to make one small change to practice presence. What is that going to look like today? And how is that going to ripple out. And it gets really exciting when you commit to this 10 minutes practice of presence. You see how your loved ones start to respond to it. You see that you get closer to your partner. You see that you are are led into the sacred pieces of your teenager's life. You realize, hey, this is actually really, really good. And this is something we can do. And I want to just really bring home a point that I faced myself this week, and I know people are facing, but this is really important. When we realize that we are stumbling, we are we are yelling, or we are spending way too much time on the on the phone because we're trying to stay up with things, we're not meeting the the needs of our family. And we, and we go there and we have that painful truth that, wow, I have really dropped the ball. That is not a moment to guilt yourself, to shame yourself. That is a moment of awareness. I looked at my phone the other day and I saw how many hours, it was hours, it was terrible. And I thought, I've, I've been retreating to, to scroll and get information. Yeah. And, and I thought, do not shame yourself, Rachel. Say, I am aware that I am spending too much time on my phone and I'm costing myself the chance to be, to do something that fulfills me. Right. Uh, you know, that, Rachel, you, from the beginning of, of me consuming your content, I never felt bad about any mistake that I was making as a parent. And I think that that's a real gift that you have to share this information in such a way that it made me as a parent feel empowered. And there were things that I was doing wrong, but instead of saying, well, how much time did I waste doing that? I was aware, like you just Mm -hmm. said, and then I made a different choice because it it empowered me to make a different choice. And I love it that you preach that. And I do too. I want to, I want these tools and these podcasts that people listen to 
to help them as a parent, especially yes. at this time when you really have the opportunity to be a parent. And, you know, speaking of awareness, we've covered like so much in this podcast. I'm so excited about everything that we've actually got in. But something that you said that really struck me is you said just, you know, don't project your feelings and emotions and, and worries on your children. Just because you feel them doesn't mean they do. And I mm-hmm. thought about that and I, I thought, I guess, yeah, you just assume everybody in this house is feeling this way. So we need to talk about this or I'm assuming yeah. you feel this way. You talk about asking questions to find yeah. out what information they need what, rather than just assuming. So actually asking them, maybe in your nighttime ritual, yeah, you know, if they bring something up they're scared about, what concerns you the most right now? Or what worries you tonight? Or how can I help? Little things like that, I thought were really, really amazing. And you talk about just lifelines for tough times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love the word lifelines. And I think now is a time where we really do, we truly need a, a lifeline. And you are a lifeline, I think, to so many people because you're empowering people to use this time that right now we're seeing as, as a struggle. You're empowering people to use this time as something that can truly be like a, a shiny, a golden moment in our parenting journey mm-hmm. or in our journey of connectedness. And I'm always one to look for the bright spots and you are such a bright spot in this space. And you just talk about these reassurances and how reassurance yes. is so important right now to children, especially. So tell me, you know, what are some of your reassurances? What are some of your favorite go-to lifelines during struggles? I like to tell kids that I like to say to my, my children and to, to the teenagers that I talk to that they are loved. They are seen. I hear you. You are safe. You are loved. And I believe that you can handle what's coming. You are handling You're handling this right now. And God is with us. I tell my girls every day that we are not alone. Mm -hmm. We are being held in loving hands. And we just have to keep trusting that things are working in our favor, even though we can't see them. We are gaining valuable tools that are going to help us live our highest potential. Like when you think about the th- the gifts that come through the pain and the struggle, those are some of your greatest oh, lessons that help you really embrace life. And I do think that this is an opportunity, even though it is extremely difficult and some people are in situations that make it really tough to embrace goodness right now that we are being equipped in a way we're being prepared in a way that we can't even imagine and to keep being open to what, what am I learning right now? And to try to shift that from why is this happening to me? Yeah, exactly. To, to what, can I be learning right now? What can I take from this? How can I turn this into a silver lining? And yeah, I'm seeing the fruits of the, of the labor with my children in how they are handling this. And they're not perfect by any means, but we, the other night we talked about one word that's on your heart, one word that's helping you right now. And Avery said, persevere. Mm-hmm. I got to, I'm, t- I'm getting my guitar out and I'm going to keep carrying on. This is how I'm going to get through is my music. So that's her coping strategy. Mm-hmm. Natalie's word was acceptance. She said, I'm trying to realize that so much of this is out of my control. So I'm trying to accept what is what, what is, and then living in each moment. And I, I, I couldn't help but get tears in my eyes because that is what we hope for our kids, that they can persevere, that they can accept 
what is and say, this is not going to defeat me and it's going to shape me. Yeah. So that's my encouragement to people that are in the trenches with their little ones, because I, I think to myself, it would be so hard if you're used to having breaks, you're used to having support, you're used to being able to go to the office and get your work done. Yeah. Is that using this time to come together to invest in their emotional well being rather than making this a checklist time in your life? Yeah. That could reap benefits that you cannot even imagine at this yeah. point. And I know there are a lot of people listening to this that are thinking about their children who are just running wild through the house and they're thinking, <laughs> How is Rachel able to sit there and intensely have these yeah. with her daughters? Like they're picturing little angel wings on your girl's. <laughs> But what I encourage you guys to do is go back and read her early books because you talked yes. about how you were literally that chicken kind of with your head cut off. Oh, yeah. Are, and you used to live your life like that. And you yes. intentional shift. So that's yes. how now yes. you're in your yes. room asking your children a question and they're answering it like that. And yeah. I love it how you empower us with these tools and you say, it's not an overhaul of your life. No. It is a tiny thing. So you're saying during this time, let's try and carve out, let's try these rituals. Let's try and reframe the way that we're asking kids to help out. Let's let them help us. Let's find these 10 minute increments. Let's tether ourselves. Let's really invest in our families because here we are. We're all together. We're all yeah. in the same house. And yeah. <laughs> you just, you're, it's so powerful to me. It's empowered me as a parent and as a wife and as a daughter and in so many ways. And, you know, we just wanted to bring this message to people today because mm-hmm. this is an opportunity. This is a hard time for so many reasons, like you just said, and on so many different levels. But it's also, it's an opportunity for us to do something really powerful and change our relationships with our children or build a family yes. to do that. And I know that Rachel has to run and as do I, but let us, let us know. So live love now. It, yes. We're going to link all of this in the show notes, but it comes out in a few weeks. Yes. Right? And I will tell you, Mallory, we do have some of the most helpful pre-order gifts that I had no idea when I was creating them, how useful they would be right now, but they are tool, they're connection tools. They're questions that you can be asking. They're things that you can become more aware of. One of them is how to be an easier to be around adult. So I've talked to hundreds of teens. I need to read that one. (laughs) And they said, okay, here's what brings out the best in me that adults do. And here's the things that hold me back and that make me feel bad. And so I created this downloadable for anyone who pre-orders Live Love Now. It's this beautiful tool for you to kind of check yourself a little bit. And that really, again, works for everybody. You know, if you're an easy to be around adult for your kids, you're going to be an easy to be around adult for your partner yes, and your yes. parents and your friends. And, and you said that, that that's a downloadable tool and we can, yes. and you said that you are, you have a link to where the, uh, the listeners can actually download that tool. Yes. Yes. It's if you pre-order live love now, you get four connection tools that you can have instantly. And they're all things that will help a parent who is trapped in a home <laughs> with their kids right now. And that will benefit them for the rest of their life. These are, these are foundations that you're creating now that will become support systems as you go through life. Amazing. And I, I want to mention, because like, I love what you did for, for this book and everyone has to get this book because she talks about this experiment. You literally went to these teens, gave them an index card, asked them questions about how they felt like in relationship with their parents and what they needed from adults. And yeah. you literally did this research that yeah is groundbreaking in this new book, which is why everyone needs this. I'm telling you, everyone needs this book. Pre-order this book. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to put the link there and you guys, I just, it's powerful. And Mallory, I wanted to give a, a special gift to your listeners, to you, because you are truly a gift in my journey. Wow! I talked to my publisher and I said, I want to give them something that they can do right now. That's going to 
bring them comfort. And one thing that I made for part of my pre-order bonuses is the 21 day live love now audio series. Wow. They are short little things you listen to each day that bring you back to self-love, self-kindness, breathing, being in the moment, and it's super simple little steps. So your listeners are going to get the first seven days of the 21 day series for free. And if they end up, they want it, if they want the whole 21, they just have to order two copies of live love now for themselves and a friend, and then they get the whole thing. But at least for now, they'll have the seven days. And I've heard from my readers, they are like, Rachel, listening to your voice to start my day, listening to a small intention that you suggest is helping me profoundly. And this was even before everything went down. And so now I just feel like self-care in very small ways, like you said, Mallory, self-care can sound like really hard and something like we don't have time for, but that is not what my series is about. My series is very small steps. And I want to give that to your listeners. Thank you so much. That's you uh, are so welcome. What an amazing tool. And seven days, that's a lot of days. And that's yes. Seems like seven days. We're gonna be here for seven days. So <laughs> yes. I'm started on that. I'm gonna get started on that tomorrow morning. So, Wonderful. Uh, thank you so much, Rachel. I can't thank you enough for coming on today, but really for for your life's work, for your message wow. to the world, for the the parents that you are inspiring and for the kids that are benefiting from that. You, you're changing the world and Mm. I am happy to call you a friend and happy to have Mm. you on this again. So I know you've got to go and I thank you so, so much. Oh, Mallory, thank you. You are a blessing to me and it was an honor to be here and sharing with you. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to all of you who listened to the Living Fully podcast today with my amazing guest, Rachel Thank you so much. And look for everything, all the information that we talked about today in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening and tune in next Monday for more. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.